This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clouseau. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. I'll take a year. This is the Sinner and the Saint. Here's former hand modeling prodigy. Anderson and bespectacled drifter Will Duckins on 1080 The Fan. Hey, happy Saturday, kids! Thanks for joining us. I still love that show open. It's a great way. Great way to kick things off. It's exciting. It's the Razor Cat version of the Star Spangled Banner. Has everything that we want. Explosions, wildcats. It's extremely American. What a way. Could you fit more American in it, though? I'm not sure you could. Like, if we could get in the background, like, the sizzle of a barbecue. Is it not in there? Or is that a fuse going up before the explosion? That's a fuse. I think you're probably right. grilling meat. But you know what? That's what I love about our show open is it could not be more America. And we could not have been any more English this weekend. At least you couldn't. The royal wedding is kind of taken over. Ooh, you love the royal wedding. I Why love do you it. love the royal wedding so much? Oh, God. It's the pageantry. The pageantry is so enchanting. It sweeps me away. Tell, tell our listeners how you ingested the royal wedding this morning. So I wake up usually pretty, uh, pretty damn early every morning around 4.30. And I got up at 4.30 today to go work out, and I turned on NPR because I remembered it was the royal wedding today. And I go, oh, I bet they're doing something about it. They had a play-by-play, a radio play-by-play of the royal wedding. How long did you listen to the radio play-by-play of the royal wedding? About two, three minutes, but it was pretty funny because it was this (laughs) woman who was describing everything as it was happening when there were moments of quiet she would, uh, and here comes Pippa. She's yeah. wearing an ostrich hat. And, and as, and as, uh, as uh, Prince Harry comes in, he's in all black garb. There's, there's ruffles on the front, on the front, and the, the designer. And she just kind of interesting like, choice about, to wear the short pants and no socks. Talked about everything people were wearing, and she's I think English. I kind of she's I, very English, very English, and it came hey, to the conclusion to the royal that that's what the royal wedding really is for people who get excited about it. It's about what people are wearing and just the look of it. It's not yeah. so much the wedding, it's just the fact that, oh, everybody's all dressed up. I guess, but people can dress up all the time. I mean, it's just... It's, yes, but it's on, a, it's on an international stage. It's exciting. I guess. Now, the, 
the Mariners, as I said in my update, had what a five run, <laughs> no, five run, five run seventh, seventh inning. inning, take out the Tigers, oh, five now four. We got to pay attention to that. Felix Day. Oh, Whew. who was on the mound? Felix Hernandez. That's what Felix Day means. Oh, I only uh, reference him as the King. <laughs> oh. That's all I know. I'm a huge Mariners fan. King Felix. Let me tell you something. Did everybody know about this? Did what's that? I mean, everybody. Like, was everybody watching this Mariners game? What's the intrigue no. for the international no, audience? I don't remember trying to claim that the Mariners game was the most interesting thing that happened. Like I said, just to to me, the pageantry and the pomp and circumstance that is the royal wedding, yeah, is fairly uninteresting. Hmm. Yeah, former. Uh, Nazi impersonator getting married to a, an American television star. Didn't do a whole lot for me. I absolutely love that a newspaper got a picture of that. <laughs> it's amazing. He wore a friggin' Nazi shirt to a Halloween party. His people and it was were, really, here's the were thing. bombed by that country. It was a very lazy Nazi costume, too. It wasn't it was, even like yeah. he was uh, a buttoned-up Nazi. No, no. Very lethargic Nazi. Didn't bother to uh, dye his hair blonde and put some blonde con or uh, blue contacts in. I'm just saying he didn't tuck in his shirt, but I guess. I mean, you could too. go full Aryan with that. You could have. Or just throw on a helmet. It was pretty lazy. Yeah, I'm just saying. It was just like, here's my T-shirt with a Nazi armband on it. Let me also say Rock this. Now, maybe I'm assuming too much, but if you're going to dress in Nazi garb, wouldn't you do it with a group of friends, not by yourself? Yeah, I think you'd want to be part of something if you're doing that. would be a group, right? I don't know. Wouldn't be just on your own. I mean, how the hell did you think of that idea on your own and then dress on your own? Where's the vetting process for his Halloween costume? Hey, guys, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to dress up like a Nazi. Well, you're the prince, uh of our fine country and everything you do is under uh, extra scrutiny. That might not be a good idea there, Harry. Or was like, dude, that's a really good idea. <clears throat> so you think he just, he, he slapped it together like that? Yeah, that's kind of what I felt. He was holding a cocktail in the picture that uh, the tabloids got, the famous picture, I guess you could say. Yeah. So Pretty drunk, I would guess. But you know what? Anyways. I can't say much about the guy. I also learned that uh, <laughs> Prince Harry uh, served in the military. Yeah. I didn't know that. Until, yeah, the entire uh, royal family week. has to serve in the military in some capacity. Yeah, but he really, uh, he, he did a couple tours in Iraq, which oh, yeah, I thought was pretty impressive. It's genuine service. Yeah. So anyways, very, very fascinating. We will conclude our uh, royal wedding talk there. Um, but we will have music dedicated to the Brits today in honor of it. So five selections. Spice Girls, right? Did you get Spice Girls? I did girls? not put the Spice Girls. Damn it. I did not. Well, we'll see. We'll see. You can. What you, the hell were you thinking? Listen, I will allow you to get your rocks off because we know how much you love the Royal Wedding. You can make comments on all the songs I picked. And if I didn't pick good ones, you can tell me what's wrong with them. Spice up my life. I, I apologize for not doing that. But at this point in the show, we need to get to a very important civic duty that we do for the people that only listen to the Sinner and the Saint and get all their sporting news for the entire week. We need to do our weekly recap, and uh, we call it In Case You Missed It. All right, everybody. I'm your fantastic host. Are you, are you going to do the intro? I thought you were going to do the big, ladies and gentlemen, here he is. Let's do that. Here's Luke. All right, everybody. Thanks. Uh, on Monday, in case you missed it, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in Murphy v. Collegiate Athletic Association that the ha. professional and amateur sports protection uh, violated the 10th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, essentially ruling that individual states could legalize sports gambling as they wish. Ha. Will, I've got bad news for you. This does not mean this will legalize your underground cockfighting ring. 
Looking for crickets? Looking, he's looking Hold for on. crickets. Ha! Ah. Ha! Ah. Do you not ah. have any of the What are you ah. doing? Huh? Were you not prepared for this? Oh! Oh! Now, you may be wondering what this means for Oregon's relationship with the NCAA. If you remember, in 2007, they eliminated the very popular sports action, action. because they wanted to get NCAA basketball tournament games played in our state. Oh. Well, the NCAA has responded, and they have temporarily suspended their prohibition on championship events being played in states that allow sports betting because money. Uh, you may have also noticed this week, or you may have missed it this week, moderately talented NBA player Alfred Payton got his signature and ridiculous hair cut off this week. He's got crazy hair. So this officially marks the last time we ever need to talk about Alfred Payton. Now, come on. Where was the where was the um, punch on that? What? That was a set. Well, listen. This is a series of jokes. Was that the setup? Is that, it coming it was. It was a short punchline to set up the... If you never saw his old haircut, is that what you wanted? Ah. Yeah. Ah. Just imagine a flat top that grew into a tsunami. <laughs> I like the little delay. Yes, second. A flat top that grew into a tsunami? Don't you think so? I kind of thought wet noodle. Well, listen, I've got more. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, that's good. He also looked like he could have been the uh, son of the old backup dancer for MC Hammer, that the haircut that looked like the old Pope hat. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah. Imagine wow. a young black man trying to go grow his hair into a replica of your grandmother's sun visor. <laughs> Before Alfred here. Hold on. Wait. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Before on, Alfred, it's not done. Before Alfred Payton got his hair cut, he looked like kid and play just got out of the shower. That's if, not bad. If you never saw Alfred Payton's old haircut, just imagine he accidentally put on Lionel Richie's uh, Lionel Richie's mullet backwards. Now, is there some religious aspect to his hair that we're missing? No, I don't think so. You know, because uh, I really hope so, and we're not being really offensive. And then one of our texters at five five three zero five is going to tell us that it's some like Jewish thing. He and in the totally weekend totally went right over he, our head. He in the weekend yeah. started their own. But religion. It's like this very religious thing that we're really just kind of tearing apart. Lionel Richie's mullet on backwards. Now his was a Jerry curl, though it was. But still, who had a better black mullet than Lionel Richie? Hmm. Rick James. To- that one was that one was soul glow. Rick James was pretty sweet. Yeah, but and that then, that uh, thing was if if anything was Jerry Curl, that was glistening. And I bet Lando Carizian could have oh, yeah. Billy D. Yeah, I don't know if Billy D ever had one. I mean, he never had one, but I bet he could. Yeah. Uh, also this week, in case you missed it, after the NBA mocks draft suggested the Sacramento Kings would take the 19 year old six foot eight European point guard Luka Doncic. Luka. Doncic came out and said that he doesn't know if he wants to play in the NBA next year. Ah. The current Kings roster is very upset with this idea uh, that someone like Doncic could just simply refuse to play for Sacramento. Ah. The team released a statement and the players were quoted as saying, is it too late for us to refuse to play for the Kings? Ayo. You also may have missed it. Jalen Rose said this week. That if he were LeBron James, he would go to Houston. Wow. But if LeBron James were Jalen Rose, he'd be a mediocre NBA player with a very awkward smile. How 
dare you? What? You know, he is delightful on Wake Up. His, his smile is awkward. I didn't say he was awkward. Have you ever yeah, seen it him always pose for... looks like It always looks like he just farted and he's trying to act like he didn't. Thank you. Yeah. And he was a mediocre NBA player. Jalen Rose? Yeah. Yeah, but he's more one of those college guys you remember. Of course. Like, that's Jaylen what I'm saying. Rose but the like... idea that Jalen Rose goes, if I was LeBron, you're not LeBron. Shut up. Well, we do that all the time. No, we don't. If I was Blake Bortles... I would try to get you into the sweetest ski do that I possibly could at the best price because I care very much about my jet ski customers. Let me ask you something. How much energy are you exerting while swimming in the ocean? Do you think that could be saved by investing $1,500 in this Kawasaki jet ski? Bro, if you want to hit the sickest waves, you're going to need a tow-in. And if you want a good tow-in, you're going to need a great jet ski. Let me go over here to this professional line that I've got over here. Let me get out my fountain pen. You're a serious jet skier. You need a serious jet ski. In case you missed it this week, DeMarcus Cousin unfollowed the New Orleans Pelicans on Instagram. Why? Yeah, this led to speculation that Cousins had no chance of returning to NOLA oh. for the 2018-2019 season. But ah. DeMarcus explained, which made perfect sense, the reason he unfollowed the Pelicans is that he didn't want to see the negative headlines after they lost in the second round of the playoffs oh. and because they almost never post pics of their underboob. If you missed it, former NFL quarterback Chris Sims said on his podcast that apparently his friend and 49ers head coach Kyle Shanahan named his son after Lil Wayne. What? He's such a big fan that Kyle Shanahan's son is named after Lil Wayne, which was actually the uh, second choice because his wife was not comfortable with old dirty bastard Shanahan. Let me say this. That's a really weird... Um, Thing for Kyle Shanahan to like. Yeah, well, apparently... That's very stuck in the past of him. Apparently, when uh, Kyle Shanahan was on the coaching staff, his son, I think, is a little bit older. He's not a newborn. But uh, apparently, when his son was born, Kyle Shanahan was in charge of the music at practice and always played Lil Wayne. And Lil Wayne's full name is Dwayne something Carter Jr. So he named his son Carter. He didn't name him Lil Wayne. Yeah, I I don't... You know, I'm not sure how Lil Wayne speaks to his sensibilities. Don't know. He grew up around uh, the NFL in NFL royalty, and Little Wayne mm-hmm. grew up. Uh, I'm guessing in the South in poverty. Don't know. So I don't. I don't see how that connects. Listen, if you're around guys that were Lil Wayne fans and you play that music constantly as part of the rotation in your NFL practices, maybe that's how it caught on. That was a big that, thing. I remember in the locker room at OSU, that was yeah. Lil Wayne was pumped. That's the suggestion. Is that, that when he controlled it. the music, they always played it. He really loved it. He would rotate through hip hop. Out of three. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any Lil Wayne. I called you're him Lil Wayne Lil in the Wayne? middle of that joke. It's Lil. I know, but I, I, I did it once Lil and then once I did Lil and hope you didn't catch me. It's like Lil Yachty. Yeah, yeah. Like, little bike night. It's a little bike night. Yep. Little bike night. <laughs> Couple more. Uh, it was announced this week. <laughs> it's announced I, this- no, I think one more. <laughs> we got to go. Well, no, I got two more. Very quickly. Uh, uh, it was announced this week the Cleveland Browns will be on Hard Knocks on HBO. Uh, after the announcement, HBO had to change the ca- category from documentary to comic tragedy. Hey-oh. This is <laughs> Africa, huh? And in case you missed it, four games were played in the last eight days in the NBA Conference Finals. The Celtics are up 2-0 on the Cavs, and the Warriors and Rockets split. Again, I will say it. The most exciting 14 weeks of basketball is the NBA Conference Finals. 
And we will start there next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. I'd like to thank our uh, text line, 55305 is the fan text line. Um, and we had a great submission for Best Black Bullets. Um, I was not aware of Ready for the World um, before I saw the text, but RFTW was sent in there. Uh, they are an American R&B band from Flint, Michigan that scored several pop, soul, and dance hit in the mid to late 80s. They were founded by Melvin Riley and Gordon Strozier, and they've got, uh, I think, a six-piece band from the picture. Uh, I clicked away from it. Every single one of them had a stellar black mullet. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So. I actually read about Alfred Payton's mullet, and apparently he gave him confidence. Well, he cut it off, and he was putting it on Instagram, so now he's just an ordinary average guy. He said that uh, – here's a quote that I liked from uh, The Magic on um, their NBA partner site, Pure Magic, which <laughs> pure magic that pretty much names itself. Quote, I kind of liked what the hair was doing, Peyton said, with sheepish snicker. I just let it keep growing and growing, and in the years after high school – it got higher and higher and curlier and curlier, and I like it. No way that guy doesn't smoke less than $20 a weed every day. No way. Yeah, I would agree. He smokes. He has to smoke a lot of weed. I would not be surprised. To grow that hair, because that's definitely a high thing to do, is that you get high and you go, I think I'm going to grow my hair out. Well, yeah, but it's also one of those things where, like you said, it's um, it's a sustained high where you do it every day where you go, Am I going to cut my hair today? No, I'm not. Yeah. Because growing your hair, it's, it's always one of those things. Like, you can sit down and be as stern about it as you want, but then you have to be extremely patient. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I've to. tried to grow out my hair several times. I've gotten fairly long, but never had long hair. You have to be dedicated to it. Like, you actually, if you want it to look a certain way, you actually have to get your hair cut uh, in a certain kind of fashion to let it grow to but, what you want it to be. And one moment of weakness, and it's gone. You're screwed. Yeah. You need you need that boost of confidence in that hair just at the moment when you're thinking about cutting it. Somebody needs to come up and go, hey, that looks great. Do you ever want to grow? I white? really like you're thinking about cutting it, and then some uh, bombshell walks up and goes, I really like your hair, and then it stays. That's what happens. Do you ever think about growing uh, white dreads? No. Uh, yes, I've thought about it. I had a friend in uh, Hawaii that had white dreads. His name was Squirrel. Speaking of people that smoke you had a weed, friend named Squirrel. Yeah. How did he get the name? Like to climb trees, smoked a lot of weed, had white dreads. What else would you call him? I don't know. Ted. Squirrel. S-Q-U-I-R-L. Squirrel. Didn't spell it right. Left an L off. And an E. Yeah. Yeah. Squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. See friends with Colt Brennan? I always thought it was weird. Maybe. Colt Brennan took on the Hawaiian culture. Oh, sure he did. Of course he Like did. that he adopted it. He that was like, I'm a Hawaiian now. That was the year that I lived in Hawaii. Everyone on the islands loved him. Everybody was about yeah. Cole Brennan. <laughs> they were undefeated. Are you kidding me? Until that game against Georgia? They were fantastic. Did they choose to ignore that he sexually harassed a woman in her sleep at Colorado? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wanted to make sure of that. Yeah. Because I didn't know Have that. you ever been a sports fan? Uh, Occasionally. And don't you, isn't that what we do? I mean, this whole right now going on with the Mariners, you've got Robinson Cano, yes, who's on an 80 game suspension for steroids. No, he broke his hand. Well, no, that put him on the 10 day DL that oh, was probably right, going right, to turn right, into right. a month, okay. and then he got popped for steroids. Oh, sorry, I'm... well, but it's funny because it's just, you go, oh, you know, this is too bad for the Mariners, it's so tough. And then the idea that D Gordon is going to move into the second baseball, they're like, oh, Rob, you might not even come back. 
That's what D. Gordon also got popped for steroids. So did Nelson Cruz, who we love. But they did it with other teams, so we're not really upset with them. But as soon, like the moment Nelson Cruz got traded, you're like, oh yeah, he didn't have to spend uh, 80 games suspended when he was with the Rangers. Don't worry about that. He's a Mariner now. We love him. So five five three zero five of your favorite stars, sports teams, whatever it is. What is the cutoff point for you to go? I, I can't root for you anymore. <sighs> like, has there ever been anybody like that? Like who? I mean. I mean, God, dude, Greg Hardy. Yeah, Greg Hardy's beat a tough the crap one. out of his girlfriend, he and then her. he got signed by the Cowboys. He and threw fans her didn't onto care. a pile of assault rifles. Yes, allegedly, according to reports. Ah, uh, yeah. He was never convicted, or he was convicted and then never sentenced, or he won the appeal, or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, I thought Johnny Manziel was kind of an interesting case, too, because it's not as if he did really anything illegal, I don't think, right? He was just always getting really effed well, up. Well, cocaine's illegal. Well, yeah, but he was always, nothing that was really harming people. He was just getting really messed up. I think he beat up his girlfriend, didn't he? Push her around uh, the car? Didn't he slap her around in the passenger seat yeah, a little let's bit? let's not spread that rumor yet. No, I, you can check it. Well, I'm, allegedly. You can't just say things and put allegedly before it. What? I'm I'm asking you. I'm not telling you. You can you're you're searching the internet for it right now, but I think that was a thing. I'm not trying to be a you know You're stirring the pot. Well, listen, that's kind of what we have to do here, right? Yeah, I guess his ex girlfriend <laughs> says <laughs> what happened? she was lucky to have survived abuse. Yeah, there you go. So you know it's in the New yeah. York Post. There was an incident where they were arrested on the side of the road, right? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, so do you think that that was – because I, what's funny to me is that all of his exploits <laughs> – You know what's funny about that? Well, no, all of his exploits basically overshadowed this. Like, I, I don't even remember this, really. Well, it's you. I remembered it. Our listeners remembered it. We're all did disappointed they? in you. We're all disappointed in your short-term memory. It's all those hits you took as a fullback at, at Oregon State. All those what? All those helmet hits. Shots to the head. Shots to the – shots of whatever. Patron. Shots of Patron. Big dog on campus. Hey From the 360, huge Cubs fan. I really didn't like Chaplin. Oh, Roldis Chapman. Yeah. He, what, what is he doing? Shooting through his garage, right? Went out there and just fired off some bullets. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, but it's, see, then there's this line of douchebaggery that will make you not like, like Greg Oden's a perfect example. Greg Oden really didn't do it. And again, all he did was, was take pictures of hanging some wang, right? But this was after the fact where he got that assault charge. You remember that? Mm, see, that I don't remember. There you yeah, go. That's interesting. He, he got charged with assault, but this was after he was uh, on the Blazers. But all the exploits that he had while he was on the Blazers, whether it was the drinking problem he had, the coke he did, and the kind of, you know, going around town messing with chicks. And the wiener picks, it kind of all built up to a point where I go, God, I really don't like that guy, and I don't want to support him. Well, yeah, but that's also in part because he was never healthy enough to be on the floor. If he had gone to be a dominant center. But he was dominant when he played. Well, again, but he didn't play long enough. Again, it's... it's. But he didn't play because of his exploits. He played because he was injured. You see what I'm saying? What? I know. No, I do see what you're saying. All, I, all, my, all I'm suggesting is that the better the player, the more they get away with. Yes, I can that, agree with that's that. That's what I'm saying. So had he been healthy and had Greg Oden gone on to be a perennial all-star... You think we'd still stick I, up for him? I feel like there would be a little more forgiveness thrown his way. I think we forgave Zebo pretty well all the time. 
Yeah. We well, were always forgiving Zebo. Wasn't he wasn't his number announced his number was gonna be retired in Memphis because of his community uh, oh, God. uh outreach or whatever. And then there's worst. And then there's a bunch of people arrested at a party who's that carrying, you know, pounds of weed or whatever worst it was. Number of retirement ever. Only the first and only for the Memphis franchise. Well that doesn't even friggin' make why like why why not Mike Conley? <laughs> well, because Mike Conley's still playing. You don't retire. Mark well, Marcus Gasol, Mark Gasol, and Mike Conley will likely have their numbers retired if Zebo is the. Uh, but Jesus, so far, so close after Zebo not playing that you're going to do that. And, like, he, and he wasn't even retired from the NBA. Yes, he was going air. to the Kings. Give it some air. Yeah, I thought that was yeah pretty dumb. And then I think he was arrested in part of that uh, raid and uh, uh, connection with some drugs, allegedly. 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 We didn't Whatever. talk anything did. about the uh, Cavs Celtics there, so we'll do that. Friggin' did it. We'll, we'll do that next, uh, right after we go to the news. This morning's music dedicated to Will Darkens' love of the Royals. Oh, the Royals. God, she looked hot in that dress. Did she? Oh. Yeah, you're big, you're big into uh, chicks and wedding dresses. How could you not be? It's friggin' hot. She is beautiful. Eh, sorry. Oh, you're not into that? Oh, that's... I forgot. You're not into hot chicks on TV? I didn't watch it. I haven't even seen a picture of her wedding dress. The pictures I've seen of Meghan Markle, I'm like, meh. She's all wow. right. She's all right. I question your taste. That's fine. You're welcome, to, you're welcome to do so. There are other women that I find more attractive. Not saying she's necessarily unattractive, but there are others that are more appealing. To me, you know, it's a matter of taste. One more thought on the uh, where do you draw the line for fandom thing before we move on from the text line 55305. Used to be a Ravens fan. Cousin Sal, who's uh, basically somebody on Bill Simmons' podcast. Cousin Sal is uh, Jimmy Kimmel's cousin Sal. Uh, Started reading details of the Florida murder case of Ray Lewis on Bill Simmons' podcast every week. Basically just saying like, yeah, that what that's what turned him. I think that's interesting that Ray Lewis, because I thought Baltimore was really quick to forget about that. Like really quick. Again, Ray Lewis really good too. I yes. mean that's that But he friggin' murdered a guy. Allegedly. Um he murdered that guy. Okay. I'm pretty uh, sure he murdered that he, guy. But here here's the thing too that I think a lot of sports fans do, and I'm sure I'm guilty of this too. Where you you try to separate from the real world activities of these guys. Like you you Because they're athletes. Well, Sports is an escape. You yeah. use use sports as a way to get away from everything that's going on in the world. Oftentimes, you know, I think a lot of people tune into this station because you know we have a chance to kind of talk about things in a in a fun way. We try not to get too political. We really don't want to take it down the road where you end up having to have too serious of a conversation where you you end up alienating a lot of people. Sports is a way that you can have an argument, but. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you think the Celtics can win and I think the Cavs are going to win. A, because neither of us know what the hell is going to happen. And B, at the end of the series, we'll have a defined winner. You get into a political argument and you just go round and round over what it is. I don't know enough details about the Ray Lewis case. I've heard excerpts, but I, I am one of those people that kind of pulls away from it a little bit. And I don't know what I would have done if he was on my team. But I'll be honest, I do the same thing with guys that like Russell Wilson and and – he does a lot of really great things, but he gets a little preachy on, oh, God really helped us win that game. That's a little bit of a turnoff to me, but I, I separate that as well. It's because you're not accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. 
that could that could be it, but or just keep it out of football. I don't like you know going out and just you know the whole thank God that we won this football game. If there is a God and you believe in that and you believe that one of His goals every week is to make sure that the guys that love Jesus the most win football games, that's insane. Look at you attacking people's <laughs> religious sensibilities. I'm not attacking it. It's, You're just attacking just, people all morning. Just saying, if you're going to the text lines lighting up the with Christians, the Church of Football drives me a little crazy, but. Again, I separate it. I watch the sports. I enjoy the games. I did mention the Celtics-Cavs series on purpose there because uh, I did want to get your thoughts on it. Um, I know that you had the Cavs sweeping this one. Just oh, running away with it. Yeah, right off the bat. <laughs> uh, no, you had them splitting. You picked them to split uh, games one and two. Um, LeBron looked you know, kind of outmatched in game one. He came out in game two, put up 21 in the first quarter. But then he took a shot to the jaw and uh, never quite looked the same in game two. Dude, that friggin' fallaway three in the second quarter. It's ridiculous. Yes. The guy's a freak. After that, I go, okay, if they can't win with this kind of performance, they're not going to win this series, which has led to my conclusion. They're not going to win this. Well, but series. The, the, that was again. This was early in the in the game. It yes, didn't... but you just kind of go, okay, that's fr- pretty friggin' miraculous. If it takes that to win this series, and they still can't do it, I, no, no, Bye. no, can't do it. Don't you remember? Don't win the series. Don't win a game, though. I mean, here's the <sighs> here's the other thing with Boston, though. Boston is nine and zero at TD Garden. They have one win on the road, and that was an overtime victory over Philadelphia. It's not the same team when they travel. Mm. I mean, record-wise, it's not, but how I see this right now is that Boston is carrying so much momentum, and they've kind of cracked the case of LeBron, which you can't totally do it, but you can crack it just enough to beat Cleveland. I mean, that's you could say that's what Golden State does, but it's really not. It's it's pretty easy when you have three future Hall of Famers on your team. That's four. Eh, I don't consider Draymond. You don't think he'll be a Hall of Famer? Eh, we'll see. Charles Barkley. We'll see. He's very good. I think that what Boston is doing right now... And Andre Iguodala is probably all of famer, too. I think what Boston is doing right now is basically saying to every single one of their players, hey, look, your responsibility is to guard LeBron James when he gets on you. You can't take a playoff. Let scoring be taken care of by Jason Tatum, Terry Rozier. Let them do that stuff. They still need to play defense. They can do it a little bit, but when... A little bit. Jalen Brown's a freak When they switch on you, you friggin' play your ass off. That's what they're saying to these guys. And it's working because LeBron has to work for every single shot. I mentioned that follow away three in the second quarter with Marcus Spart friggin' draped over the dude. Yeah, but that's one shot in a game. It's it, one shot in a game, I but mean, the it guy was had an 42. important shot because you go, holy crap. Like, if he has to do this to win this series? <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I, I think that might be an over uh, an out over-analyzing one play as it kind of paints out to the whole series. Uh, a lot of people on the text line, uh, not a lot of people, a person on the text line, and a lot of people yesterday when I was on uh, primetime were talking about the big layoff because that was kind of one of the stories of yesterday and the day before is how you have end up with two days in a row with no NBA during the conference finals where hockey's playing every single night. But I think that's kind of a benefit to LeBron James. I mean, he admitted how exhausted he was at the end of the Toronto series or at the end of the uh, Indiana series after game seven. They were lucky enough to get a sweep of Toronto. But, you know, you play two games. <laughs> lucky. What's that? That's not luck. He just knows how to beat that team. Again, it's it's nice that they matched up with them there yes. so he could get a little rest after that series, I guess is what I'm saying. The yeah. way the way that it lined up to play Toronto is lucky. Not the fact that they beat him. That's kind of to be expected. But, he just friggin' knows. He knows. It's so funny. Yeah. 
Well, like and dude, he's, a video so, game he's on easy so in their him. head. Yes. It's just not even he fair. He just gets it. But now to have this extra layoff for him, so they haven't played a game since, what, Tuesday? So now they get this layoff. They're going to play again tonight. That's going to benefit him. And, and I don't I, – I just – I'm he not – got a layoff for game one. You remember that? That didn't turn off well, right? I get that. But th- they need – they need some production from three of their five starters that absolutely did nothing. Between George Hill, Jared Smith, and Tristan Thompson, well, they have 11 points. You didn't mention Kevin Love. Kevin Love, had, it would increase the point total. <laughs> Kevin Love is played a little bit better, not all that much better. But those three guys combined for 11 points. Yeah, not good. That That's, that's not good. And, and you have six guys for Boston that scored in double figures. I mean, that's really the difference in the game. I mean, LeBron can win games when he scores 27 points if he gets contributions from everybody else. But if he scores 40 and gets nothing from anybody else, it doesn't matter. I mean, he needs to have a balance of it. And he can go out and score 40 if he gets some help somewhere. But you need J.R. Smith to do something besides just try to get kicked out of the game for shoving Al Horford at some point. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> I love it when they get chippy. Yeah, it's great. It's good the way stuff. the NBA should be. Well, once they got rid of the hand check, it all went to hell. The whole thing. I want Charles Oakley pushing people. I don't know. I mean, but I, I like it when it gets when teams don't like each other. It makes it fun. I mean, Steve Kerr had to pull out all of his starters at the end of Game Two against the Rockets because Draymond and uh, Durant both got well flagrant and attack. Yeah. But they both had big pushes that were very deliberate at the end of the game. There's like seven minutes left. He's like, "All right, guys, you idiots, get out of there!" Because there's so much emotion in these games, and they really want to go out and you know they want to win the game. But if they can't win, they just start getting chippy and. And the the Warriors, as much as you know, everybody has them written in as the NBA champion. I think they've got a little bit of pout in them when they start to get down, and they just kind of start throwing their weight around. You know who I am, but I think they go into crybaby mode pretty quickly. Durant's proven that, and and Draymond for sure. If they're not winning, they're uh, they're kicking and screaming and fighting. I loved in game one when. Uh I think it was when Chris Paul bumped into Kevin Durant or something, or they like pushed him over on a uh, transition. He like got the ball, basically pushed Durant over and Durant was trying to draw a charge. And then afterwards they kind of crossed each other and you could see Chris Paul just word out. Don't whine. Yeah. Play. Yeah. And I friggin' it's love that because great. Kevin Durant is like the epitome of somebody that's so easy to hate. The dude who yep. created his own Twitter accounts to, basically cover his own ass on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's going out there at seven feet playing like Dirk Nowitzki because he refuses to play inside. He'll just shoot. He can shoot, though. It's not not like he has to do that. Look, you getting freaking pushed over by Chris Paul. Like, yeah, you need to get talked to. Here's the thing is if if you want to see Chris Paul's value in this series and Trevor Ariza and these guys that are veterans on that team, and I don't see James Harden doing it as much, but if they're smart and you're the Rockets, just get under their skin. I think think there's an opportunity to get under the skin of the Golden State Warriors and throw them off their game. I don't. You don't? It no. happened at the end of game two. Were they not being crybabies? I think as long as you have Kevin Durant and they know when to turn it on. Listen, if if, if Chris Paul starts John at Kevin Durant and can get him just a little bit psyched out, I think that... Uh, listen, I don't know. Listen, I'm not saying that it's it's a way to do it, but uh, it's, a, it's a strategy I would implore. Uh, All right. 
We will get back into the Warriors and Rockets in hour two. But we I want to also get into a uh, trade theory that I have that's yeah, better developed that. now. It's yeah. far better developed. Well, no, no. We're, I we'll, presented it to you earlier. We'll get all over that. I want to talk a little bit about gambling. We'll do and all you said that. no way. And we'll I tell do you, all, yes. We'll do all of that after Good versus Evil. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. This is a rare situation where the actual on-field product had nothing to do with any change of ownership. So, of course, you look at this team. They recently went to the Super Bowl. They were in the playoffs last year. They've had sustained success uh, over the last several years. So David Tepper is expected to keep all of these key components in place. That was your friend from camp who you tried kissing because you wanted to see what, what it would be like, Ian Rappaport. He's talking about the Wait, big what guy. Huh? What now? Is that... He was talking about the big buy in the NFL this past week. Hedge fund billionaire David Tepper bought the Carolina Panthers for $2.275 billion. B billion. It's a record-setting sale price for any NFL team. Fun fact, he hired Ashley Simpson to sing at his daughter's bat mitzvah. Sing or lip sync? Some people are worried Tepper would relocate the team to another city, but those rumors have died down. Which city do you think needs an NFL team more than Carolina? I don't know. I think Carolina's a pretty good fit from uh, from the back in the day when we used to sit here and talk with uh, Keith Hill. Uh, he was in Carolina when they moved the team there, and he said he would go to all of the, the preliminary games. They would play some preseason games there. And I guess the fan base is great. I mean, they, you don't hear rumors about uh, you know them not being able to fill their stadium like you do with Jacksonville, Cincinnati, San Diego was this way before they moved. So uh, I'd be really surprised. Los Angeles was the obvious answer until a couple of years ago. But um, I don't know. The, the rumor, the big rumor is that they want to move one across the pond. Yeah. Awful idea. I know. It seems terrible. But there's plenty of cities. San Antonio, uh, Oakland will need another team. Uh, Portland, obviously, would be a a great option for a team. San Diego, now without a team. I don't know about that. What? I don't know about Portland. I don't know how well NFL would do here. I think it would do just fine. HBO, the way they run business here, they have a thing where they're like, the people want violence and they want skin. Like, they don't go more than a few (laughs) scenes without giving one, sometimes both at the same time. That was Guy on TV in a suit talking about football, NFL Network's Kyle Brandt. Coming off an 0-16 season, the Cleveland Browns have been chosen to appear on HBO's popular series, Hard Knocks. Apparently, the team turned down previous offers to be featured on the show in the past. Why? I'm not really sure, but they will be the 13th franchise to appear on it. Do you feel that we're going to see Baker Mayfield do something crazy? Because I kind of think we're going to see Baker Mayfield do something crazy, right? No. Uh yeah, 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 totally. I, 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 what? He's going to do something crazy. No. Uh, Is there but any other reason to pick the Browns? I think that's I think that's it. Well, no, I mean, the, there's there's no team uh, that, you know, has ever been in this position to, you know, kind of be featured coming off a, as bad of a two-season stretch as has ever happened. I mean, the Lions went 0-16 once, but th- this is... I mean, historically bad. So it'll be interesting to see because I'm as intrigued, I think, 
in the Browns as any other team going into this year. And for them to exceed my expectations, what, six wins? You know, I mean, they're going to be an interesting story no matter how they finish, I feel. I'm kind of interested to see why they suck. Yeah, me too. But again, this is a very different team than the one we saw last year. None of the three quarterbacks that were on the roster are back. They've improved, uh, you know, across the board. They do have the same coaching staff, which is bizarre. I wonder if we'll see any of the front office stuff with these sounds like weird the baseball team. analytics guys. I mean, it sounds like the Browns. I mean, really, anybody you put at quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, I, I think they're uh, I think they're a great choice. They're as interesting as any other football team in the NFL at any point. Ever. Can't wait to see what Baker Mayfield does. I do have a good Josh Rosen story later for you. This sounds so cliche, but uh, I take a lot of pride in taking the ball every fifth day and, and going out there and just uh, being there for my teammates and, and uh, making every single start for the season. And even if I'm not feeling good, being out there. And when you when you do that, man, I think over time, the numbers start to just amass themselves if you can stay healthy. And I think that's what you're seeing now. That was semi-athletic white guy, Justin Verlander, and he's the talk of baseball right now. A 35-year-old pitcher threw his first complete game shutout since August of 2015 and became the 33rd pitcher to notch 2,500 strikeouts in a career. He hasn't allowed a single run in five of his last 10 starts. Justin Verlander, steroid user, true or false? <clears throat> Getting better with age, uh, like <laughs> as a, a pitcher, like a fine wine uh, in baseball tends to uh, have people lean that direction. But if anybody's got the fountain of youth at home, dude's doing pretty well on the uh, hot wife with uh, Kate Upton as uh, his inspiration. So I'm gonna I'm gonna credit her uh, for his uh, feeling young and uh, vital. Are you gonna look over the suspicions of steroids because his wife's hot? No, no, I'm just going to use this as an excuse to look at pictures of Kate Upton. So you like Kate Upton, but you're not into Megan Markle. No, yes, I Kate Upton over Megan Markle. So you're into blondes. I, I prefer Kate Upton over, over Megan Markle. Uh, I can find several brunettes that I prefer over her as well. you crazy. Who are you taking, Kate Upton or uh, Megan Markle? I like brunettes. <laughs> what color is your uh, fiance's hair? Brunette. I guess it's still a um, Yeah. Don't tell me what I know. I'm well. Thought it was lighter though. All right, time for my favorite story of the week, and this one comes from the Northwest. Both you and I love the story of Daredevil and fabled hijacker DB Cooper, and now another theory has oh, been presented. This is uh, yeah. In an interview with the Washington Post, self-proclaimed pet sitter and author Carl Lauren says a longtime friend of his admitted to being DB Cooper and a former military paratrooper and intelligence operative. He even wrote a book about the experience called DB Cooper and Me, a criminal, a spy, my best friend. I wrote a book by it. Oh, uh, I know it'll sell more copies of my stupid book. We were looking at this yesterday on primetime because uh, we talked about this a little bit in the club. This uh, is after the FBI has closed its case on it. While it was open between 1971 and 2016, there were more than a thousand suspects that they looked at seriously for being D.B. Cooper. That's how many people were called in as tips, as jokes, as possible guys. There's no way that this is a person. This is somebody trying to sell a book. I'm I don't think that they should try to hunt this guy anymore because I think... They, they closed the case in 2016. Yes. I, I just... It's so awesome that he did this, and he didn't hurt anyone. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he you've been had. 
Sorry. If D.B. Cooper played for my football team, I would root for him. Yes. I have no problem rooting for D.B. Cooper at all. It, if somebody was hurt or injured or the plane crashed and then like everybody on the crew died, then I'd be kind of like, okay, yeah, he probably should be caught. This needs to be solved. But because no one died, nobody essentially got hurt. Maybe emotionally they did. That, mon guy, that money was federally insured, I'm sure. This guy's a freaking BA. He took 200 grand, freaking parachuted down and got away with it. Yeah. He, uh, crazy. It's a crazy story. There's no way this is a dude. <laughs> you don't think it's a dude? There, no way this book oh. is authentic. And I thought you meant D.B. Cooper's a woman. No, no. Everybody confirmed he's a guy. Yeah. We're, that, there we're oh. good. I'm just saying this newest book is not the finally we know who D.B. Cooper is. So I'm don't get don't get too excited about that. All right. That was Good versus Evil brought to you by 808, the Titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. Go eat their poi. It's good. Actually, I don't know if they have poi. Clue Pig's really good, though. That is sure. Spam Musubi. Good pokey. It is good. Poke. All right, in hour two, we'll get to more NBA playoffs, gambling, and uh, we've got some trade scenarios that Will Darkens is very excited to share with you. We'll get to that when we continue. This is The Center and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.